0: welcome back everyone to the og's don povia joined by kyle bunch thanks for sticking with us we had a little bit of a time off regroup a little bit but kyle happy summer the kids out of school what's going on
1: kids are out of school texas is doing its texas thing in terms of summer summer heat is here and um yeah it's you know just trying to stay cool uh open to i've got a soccer team now open to open went out to our our first uh mls match on saturday night so uh, you know, we're a real city now. It Seems like a real Austin
0: up. thing. If they were gonna do anything, they're definitely going MLS. That's- well,
1: you know, MLS with McConaughey in a green suit, playing the bongo drums to to open the match. I mean, it was it was all It was all on brand. We'll say that for sure. We we know about
0: that Texas summer heat could be worse, could be in Arizona. We got some people frying out there. And speaking of Arizona rally in the Valley, we got our, our NBA friend, another NBA friend. We have a lot of them, uh, but thanks for joining us this week. Zach Harper from the athletic from mad dog radio from count the dings. But I think we knew him back in the, in what was it? The cowboy kingdom or cowbell Cowbell kingdom. Kingdom, Yeah.
2: Zach, what's going on, man? Oh man, you know, just just out here living the dream. Uh, when Kyle said, you know, Texas doing the Texas thing, I that could have meant anything. I, I I didn't know where he was going with that. And then he said, you know, the Heat. I was like, oh yeah, okay, there we go. <laughs> so
0: but living the life out in L.A. You got finally got the uh, restrictions lifted. Uh, yeah. How,
2: how, how has that been? Uh, you know, out in Cali, uh, I went doing. To- I went to a a valley party uh, on Saturday night. I went to a comedy show last night. Like I feel like we're back. Like people are not wearing masks in in stores now. Like I didn't wear a mask in the grocery store the other day. Um, and so yeah, I think things are pretty much back to normal here. Meanwhile, Texas is like, yeah, YOLO.
1: <laughs> you want to come to a baseball game, <laughs> full capacity? Let's go. While everybody else was in the process of still figuring out how to get rid of masks, we went ahead and made it legal for just anybody to strap a gun to just, their belt. So yeah, you know, right. I mean, again, Texas, Texas doing Texas things. So Zach, uh, I've,
0: I've been in mourning uh, with the utter. Uh, demise of the 76ers. And and I, I officially, I think Thomas Font from uh, NBA offseason says something like, what's the opposite of fire up the duck boats? And I said, trust, trust the process, man. It, it's uh, <laughs> that was an ugly series to watch uh, as a Sixers fan. But uh, yeah, I'm sure it's kept you busy in general. Uh, yeah. what, what's your take on the uh, on the playoffs? You got some some new looks with the uh, with the final four, if you will. But um,
2: yeah, how's that been for you? It's been fun. Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm an elitist when it comes to basketball. Like, I don't mind dominance. I think it's great. I don't believe in parity in the NBA. I think it's um, I think it's kind of a joke. Like, I think if you're bad, you shouldn't be lifted up, and I think if you're good, you should be celebrated. But with that said, like, I'm kind of enjoying that we've got four new teams. For, I mean, with the last time any of these four teams won a championship, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had just been had just publicly started calling himself Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> like that's how long ago it was. It was 1971 with the bucks. And so, um, yeah, every other than that, obviously the Clippers have never won anything. The suns haven't won a championship and then the Hawks won in St. Louis in 1958. So we're getting some actual new blood into the NBA championship ranks. And so, um, it's fun, man. Like it's, it's been chaos, but it's been great. Awesome. Um, the
0: athletic man, uh, we had, uh, John Greenberg on, uh, a couple weeks back, yeah. uh, you know, I joked about Cal Bell kingdom, but, um, yeah, actually let's go back there, man. Uh, true hoop network. I really think was, I think one of the tipping points in terms of sort of online, uh, community sports coverage, blogging, if you will. Uh, how did
2: you get involved back then? Uh, so I had a website called TalkHoops.net. If anyone yes, wonders why the handle is ta- at TalkHoops, is because I had a website called TalkHoops.net.
0: But by, by the way, I, I tried to go on there to see if it was it's still a alive anymore, and kicking. Yeah. No, it's literally it's like hoop earrings. It's it's hoop oh, really? earrings. Okay, no. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it was a message board for a while. I don't know. I you know you stop paying that thing and it, it becomes anything. Um, but yeah, and so I was writing on on TalkHoops.net for a couple of years, um, working in a in an appellate court in Sacramento. And, uh, my writing got noticed, uh, by Kevin Arnovitz, um, of ESPN fame. And he, Wait, 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 Go, re- working in an appellate court. What were you doing back then? Uh, doing clerical stuff, doing mailroom okay. stuff, like, you know, handling. <laughs> <Eppett's laughs> you weren't of counsel. I was not. No, not of <laughs> counsel. It was whatever the lowest rung was in the appellate court. That's what I was doing. Uh, every one week out of every month, I would dress in a suit and I would record the hearings. Uh, for the appeals cases and that's about that's about it um so it was like us oh, so you had a real job and, and had a real job right, yeah right. um yeah it was uh i wouldn't say uh you know I, I wouldn't say stealing taxpayer money but i wouldn't say i was justifying taxpayer money <laughs> at the same time so um uh, so yeah i was just doing that on the side and uh kevin arnitz got you know noticed it i think you know uh a friend of ours jay skeets was was really nice in promoting my work when he was running yahoo uh yahoo's ball don't lie and so um yeah, like it was, it was just a lot of like kind of grinding that out. And then they, they, I think they asked Tom Ziller, do you want to do a, a King's blog for us? He said, no, I've already got Sacktown Royalty. And he said, okay, Zach, do you want to do a King's blog for us? I said, sure, I'll do it. I'll I'll blog about the King. So created Cowbell Kingdom. And, uh, and that kind of got my foot in the door with a lot of this stuff we was asked like did, did you have a
0: plan right what was what was your plan doing this i would say with talk hoops right was it
2: more as a hobby as an outlet or did you want to pursue a a career no i, I definitely wanted to pursue a career um i just didn't know how right and so i you know you kind of figure like it's funny like i because i i knew more about basketball than all my friends i was like i know all this stuff right and then you actually start like reading kelly dwyer reading tom ziller reading you know all these people and you're like Oh shit, these guys really know a lot about stuff that I don't that I, you know, kind of know, but don't feel strong in. And so, um, yeah, like I I I really wanted to find a way to do it. I was listening to the Basketball Jones podcast at work every day. And um, and that was that was inspiring. I just thought, like, I think I can do this if I can just find my way to like get the right people to notice me. And so that was always kind of my focus. Like, I don't care if a lot of people read me, like, I just wanted the right people to read me.
1: What, what was the timeline on this again? When uh, like,
2: so this is summer of 2007 is when I started talkhoops.net and then
1: summer of
2: 2009 is when I got asked to join the true Hoop network.
1: So, so, okay. So that, that lined up on my, my question. Good. You know, uh, it was, you know, how is, how did Twitter Play a role, change, evolve. I feel like you've always been one of the most visible, prolific, like in conversations with everybody. Like even if I unfollow you, you're hard to avoid in terms of just <laughs> yeah. how much you wind up in the conversation. Not that I have, I'm just saying. Um a lot of people have a lot of people I work with have. So <laughs> yeah. You know, how did that change things for you? I feel like that that definitely um, helped accelerate from an outsider perspective.
2: For sure. I don't I don't know that I would have been able to really do this without Twitter, um, kind of getting noticed that way because I was on it relatively early early I think I joined like late 2008 I think or maybe sometime in 2009 I can't remember um but yeah like I joined around that time and um and yeah like I I kind of figured out early on with Twitter like we're all on there you know the joke was always like oh I'm gonna tweet what I had for breakfast why would I be on Twitter right and and it kind of like I kind of realized early I was like people are just looking for interaction and conversation whether it's good interaction or not like people are just doing that so all right, I don't have shit to do. Like I might as well just be on there too. And then when I got the opportunity with with the troop network, um I decided I was like, all right, I'm going to quit my job. And I have if nothing goes wrong, I have just enough money based on my really advantageous living situation to where I can last a year. And I'm just going to kind of dive into it and and Kevin Ardovitz, you know, was a big proponent that he said, "Hey, everyone who makes it has to take a leap at some point." So take a leap. And, um, and so between that and, and Twitter kind of elevating my, my voice a little bit, uh, well, not a little bit, a lot. Um, yeah, I would say that was a huge influence on my career early on. Well, taking a leap to ESPN, there, there are worse places to,
0: uh, to jump to, I would there,
2: say there are. Well, yeah. And that's the thing is like it, you know, they, they would give you some prominent placement. If you wrote something that was, that was worth a damn. And worth prominence. In, yeah. And then they, um, They had this nightly chat that they started called the Daily Dime Live Chat. Right. That was your Um, thing, man. And that, and I, and I, and I realized early on in that, I was like, oh, the editors at ESPN do not want to run this thing. Like they are, they've got way more important things to figure out throughout a night with games. And so there was a certain point, like I didn't have a job. I'm just watching basketball anyway. I was like, hey, you know, I can show up on the nights the Kings aren't playing if you guys want. And I, I think from like February of that, 2009 2010 season so like february 2010 through the through the finals which is what like mid to late june um there was only one night i didn't show up to that chat uh and and other than that i was just always there and then and then they offered me a job to run that chat i mean think about like
0: that what you're doing that i mean and all the stuff that we have at our fingertips right now yeah uh, from clubhouse to uh, rest in Peace Periscope, and <laughs> Instagram Live and things like that. But, you know, back then it was, it, Kyle, I feel like you mentioned like the message boards all the time about really we're, we're coming like full circle to a lot of these things. But like those those chat features, uh, who was um, TK talking about AOL? I guess we probably have AOL a lot to, to thank for that, yeah. uh, that quote unquote technology. But, uh, you know, it really is about that sort of interface and interacting with uh you know, with the fans. And and back then it was just a different method by which to do it. Um, Yeah. It's so funny around that time too. I think uh, maybe that, that night that you missed, were were you in Vegas with us uh, chasing clowns with Zirkle or. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I think that 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 was the night. Yeah. Yeah, It was around that time. It wasn't 2009. and that, that was, that was a wild, wild affair. Uh, Yeah. Zach was out in, uh, in Vegas with us, which I think was right around no, it was some. It was uh, summer league, wasn't it?
2: W- was out in Vegas. Yes, yeah, summer league was out in Vegas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, um, that was my first summer league too. Yeah, yeah. So I'm again putting that timeline together
0: uh, was, was interesting. Um, so speaking of the multimedia. Um, you know, I, I found it amusing. I'm looking for some pictures so we could do some artwork for you. Uh what, what's it feel like to be an avatar in, in like a 2K game? Is that <laughs> one of the, the coolest things out there? Yeah. I guess
2: Lang had one too, but uh you know so funny thing about that, I helped them create that uh with with NBA 2K. So uh, very loosely helped them create that. So they had the idea already. So credit. I used to I used to hit up Ronnie, uh Ronnie 2K. I used to hit him up like every year every summer like hey man would really like to review the game for my website and review the game for this blah 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 and it, you know sometimes i'd get a reply and a, an advanced copy of the game and sometimes i wouldn't and then so i had bugged him for enough years where he just hit me up one day he's like hey can you get me contacts for these like 20 nba media people I was like yeah man no problem and then I had to figure out how to get those 20 because it was like three of them I had and no one else I had and then he just kept coming back to me coming back to me for all this and he was just contacting everyone saying hey do you want to be in the game do you want to you know have this feature blah 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 and so yeah for the first one when was that that might have been like might have been like 2013 or 2014 or something like that it was somewhere around that time but yeah he he hit me up and that and that was like a that was a moment where when my friends because I didn't tell any of my friends that I was going to do it. So when my friends saw me in the game and they're like, call me like, what the hell? Like, what is this? They're sending me pictures. Like, why are you in this game? Like, that was a that was a moment where I was like, I'm glad I kept that one close to the chest because that would, because I, I mean, I played that game since it came out on on Dreamcast. So like that was a cool, like nerdy moment for me. That's hysterical. Um
0: you know speaking of of
2: of the 2k and the
0: 2k leagues what's what's your take on that i mean we we heard a lot like this is going to take over during the pandemic everyone's going to be tuning into this i mean as a guy that eats and and sleeps and breathes basketball um you know what what is your distinction between it as
2: a quote-unquote sport versus not sport yeah that's a good question like i guess it's is there a difference between sport and competition? Right. Cause like, I don't know if I consider it a sport, but I, it's obviously a competition. And so, um, I don't know if we start calling that a sport. Like I watch a lot of guys, grocery games is, you know, is that a sport at that point? Like, I I don't know. Like I don't really see it as a, as a sport, but, um, but it's also like, I don't think I'm the demographic for it either. Right. Like I think, I think I'm too old for it. And I, I do know like a lot of young people are all in on watching, you know, watching video games we played and like to me i like playing video games but the idea of watching people play video games is just like not interesting to me like i i tried to watch the 2k league a little bit and i'm just like what am i doing i'd rather I, I could just watch real basketball like this doesn't it doesn't really do it for me but there are people that are
1: into that stuff and
2: they you know people are making a living off it now
1: it's crazy yeah i mean i i it, it, there's there's a popularity to it and it, there's de- it's definitely in that category of things that can make me feel old there's also things about it that i see that I wonder, you know, how different it'll look in the next few years, right? And and you know, I think about because there's, you know, there's certain ways that I think I don't know, I I I like there's ways you could make that interesting for me, you know. I I I think to get there, and 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 similarly, I wonder, you know, how much of it is about viewing versus participating, right? And how much we'll just get to a place where it's less about having to just sit there and watch and more like you can really feel like you're part of whatever actions going on. I, I don't know. I'm rambling here. I, I think it's probably yeah. one feeling like whatever we're seeing now can't be just the same thing a few years down the road. Right. Yeah, and that it, would it shock me.
2: And with the, like the technology getting better, right. With, you know, next generation consoles and stuff like, I'm sure that's going to expand the experience even more. But like, I just remember being at an arcade as a kid and could not have given a shit that, two people were playing street fighter in front of me as I'm waiting to play street fighter. Like you got your quarter, you yeah, got your quarter on the screen and like, I just don't care what's happening until I get to actually put my quarter in. And then I was all about it. But yeah, like that watching other people um, was just never my thing.
1: So, okay. So a totally different new form of, of basketball content that's going out there. But what are your thoughts on the overtime elite league and what, what overtime's, talking about you know starting to build down there in atlanta and all um i I guess both from a league ramifications and from a viewership standpoint you know or uh, what the product will be
2: yeah i just never know what to do with that stuff because i feel like we get one of these every five years or so and is anything stuck around has anything worked at this point like somebody will figure it out at some point to to have that extra experience but I think you know. I kind of think people viewed this will sound this will sound terrible, but I think I think I can I can make it work from my head to to your ears. Like, so I think a lot of people, in a misogynistic way, like felt that way about the WNBA, right? Like, it's just oh, here's an extra league, no one's going to care about. And if it can endure, and granted, it helped having the NBA attached to it to help endure. But now, like, it's a product that people are seeking out for. You know, for the first time in a few years. And and it is growing in popularity and it's growing in ratings and it's growing as a business. And it's become legitimized from a casual f- fan standpoint in a way that I don't know that people would have seen 10 to 15 years ago. So it I mean, shit, just like with this business alone, like if if you can endure the parts where nobody cares, then you can you can find that legitimacy. I just don't know how you make people care early on. You know, it's funny you bring up those ones that would have lasted and what have not. And obviously, that's
0: a whole different, you know, uh, scenario. But like, even thinking about like the big three, like two, what, two, three years ago, like it was everywhere. And yeah. I mean, what happened to it? I, honestly, I don't know what happened to it.
2: <laughs> I, I, I work with people who are who are part of it like reggie theus is a guy i do radio with on nba radio and i think he's a coach but i'm not certain because he doesn't even really talk about it but i I think he's a coach like i think (laughs) i've i think we've had people on before where they're like oh yeah you need to draft me or something like that and like former players talking to him and so you're right like the big three I, i don't know if like fox or i guess bally's now or whatever it's called like i don't know if they screwed it up and and, and messed up like the opportunity but yeah like i like i was super interested in it the first couple of years and you now got
0: fanfare I, you got crossover yeah. right with with entertainment you know you have certainly the
2: sizzle behind it and, right i um, went to i went to a game in la and, and charles oakley slapped somebody like it was you know it had
1: everything <laughs> that that is literally everything yeah. right?
0: okay. <laughs> oak being oak huh? yeah <laughs> So transition to the radio, man. You go from you go from the courthouse, the appellate court. Uh, you know, blogging, chatting in the chat rooms. Um, you know, how's that feel? How's that go? I mean, again, from a guy that. Didn't really have a direct path. It, it I was joking with Kyle before you came on. Like you're like mainstream media now. Or you got your own podcast. You're on. You're on you know, satellite vote. radio. I
2: with, vote for NBA awards. Like that's I've been, I've <laughs> voted for the last three years, and I still feel like it's a clerical error. But I'm I'm taking advantage of it. <laughs> like I mean, at what point?
0: Like did you hit? Like yeah, I'm like we we, we joke that we were we were the outsiders back then. Yeah. Right? But you're like the insider now. We're talking with the insiders now. Yeah, it's
2: it's weird. Like it I don't know. It I don't it's it might sound <laughs> corny or something, but like it doesn't it's surreal. Like it really is. Like it, the last three years where I've gotten that email from from you know the league office saying, Hey, would you like to participate to vote? I'm like, what a stupid question. Of course I would. Like, <laughs> why are you even asking? Just say you're voting at this time. Like
1: you don't need you don't need me to to confirm this. Um, can I wait? Can I ask a practical since I have yeah. a voter here? Do they send you like a cool packet in the mail? Is it like no, a link to man. a survey it's, online thing that you're filling
2: out? Or? It's Mark Broussard like hitting me up saying like, hey, do you want to participate this year? And then they send you a link. and It's got all these drop down menus. And it's, it's
1: like it's like I'm filling out like it's, a not, form online. A, yeah, it's like, not there's not a magical experience to it. Not a some, golden case that opens up. With no, your
2: ballot. I wish some teams will send you like some propaganda, but that's about it. Like. That there's not a there's not a whole lot of like pomp and circumstance. So it, oh, it's
1: like an Oscar campaign where you're sending out yeah. all of the like. Yeah. The I'm surprised
2: they don't do more of that. Able,
1: going the he- back to the yeah, the Heisman, the Heisman yeah, campaign. I've got
2: uh, this actually from the Sixers. Um, there was this. Please consider Ben Simmons for like Defensive Player of the Year. So, like, they sent, like, these, like, Gards, cards, sure. like, Matisse Stiebel for all defense, uh, Tobias Harris for all NBA. Like, they sent these cards, and obviously, Embiid and Doc Rivers got one, too. But Yeah, so, like, you'll get, like, I know years ago, Al Jefferson was on the Hornets, and the Hornets sent, like, or maybe it was the Bobcats back then, and they sent, like, uh, you know, like a bucket of paint. Uh, for like, please consider Al Jefferson because he's always in the paint or something like that. For I don't know, it was like maybe All NBA or something that are most improved or whatever. Like they'll get creative every once in a while, but yeah, that's really the only, the only like you know, kind of showing out that, it, that the, it's, the, not, fa- it's the not fancy the, it's,
1: perks it's that not come the, with it's a... not the
2: briefcase from
1: Pulp Fiction where it's like here's your vote. <laughs> it's not. It's not an Oscar ballot. No. Yeah. Okay. Um.
2: But yeah, like it's it's weird. It, like getting into radio, um. Now doing doing satellite radio is is a lot easier because it's less rigid and it's less like we need to be out at these times. Like you have one heart out and everything else you can kind of play with. Um but like so I think podcasting to satellite radio was a much easier transition than if I was on terrestrial radio. But yeah, it's it's funny because I'm a very I'm a very shy person unless you put a microphone in front of me or or a camera in front of me, and I'm just like, whatever, I'll be a jackass. Like this isn't real kind of thing. Um, so radios kind of helped, like deal with that a, a lot of just like, all right, yeah, I talk three hours a day every morning. That's what I'll do.
0: Yeah, how much prep goes into it? Um, because we do zero prep so how much prep uh, we want to make the leap
1: what do we need to do here like less than zero we show up i show up late most of the time i mean from nba
2: radio might listen to this uh (laughs) (laughs) like you're always kind of doing prep because i'm always doing shit for the athletic right like i got a podcast or i got an article or whatever and and you're watching games the night before so like watching games the night before is kind of it but we have a producer who's like here's what we should hit throughout the show and maybe try to do it in the, in this order if you can, but it's like, it's a very loose outline of stuff. And, um, and so, yeah, like, I guess for the actual, like, all right, this is what we're doing from, you know, hour seven hour, you know, eight o'clock hour, nine o'clock hour, whatever uh, is a very small amount of prep, but I'm always prepared. Like we're always prepared just because you have to watch basketball. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: You know, I, I was thinking about this too, is that, um, you know, speaking, staying with the Kings a little bit, um, You know, Mitch German, 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 yeah. Is it German or German?
2: I think I always called him German, but it might've been German. Yeah. We'll go with, yeah, we'll go with German.
0: Yeah. I remember he said when it, when he was a speaker once that, you know, the NBA kind of afforded a lot of us bloggers, if you will, or, or new media folks um, a, a lot more leeway than some of the other leagues did. Yeah. I remember there's the big joke about like MLB just, you know, slapping copyright stuff when, when people are like tweeting out you know, game footage and, and what have you. Um, But I, I think like, do you think if you were in another sport, you would have been able to take the trajectory or was that sort of thing where you know david stern said hey you know if it's going to benefit the sport then right. just have at it i mean did you, did you feel that way covering the sport that you covered that um, it was a little looser than
2: some of the other it, it's definitely a lot looser especially like people i know who write about baseball and who write about football it's definitely way looser and you can have more personality and you can accentuate personalities of the people you're covering and everything like it's it's way more uh, just open to how people want to consume sports. Right. And so that's a big benefit. Like, I tried writing about football early on. I tried writing about baseball. I love both sports. I just don't know how to write about them, Um, you know, with any kind of like fun. Like, I, you know, I played, I played football until I got hit really hard. And I was like, oh, this isn't fun. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, I'll just stick to basketball. So, and I think I stopped, stopped trying to hit a baseball when I was 12. So, you know, I didn't have like a, a great, you know, trying to play against, good players expertise in that but I've played against a bunch of good and you know eventual NBA players and former NBA players throughout my life and so I feel like I'm a little more in tune with that and you can kind of relate to that a lot more in terms of in in terms of trying to break down the game and find fun angles for the game and I just think basketball is fun to talk about like there's a lot that can go into it Um, and the NBA has embraced every single part of it like they used to take down fight videos you know off off youtube and stuff but even that like they don't really do that anymore um they don't they don't do copyright stuff like maybe some of the tv stations um will will take down you know the free dawkins is like the greatest youtube basketball person of all time because he just has these like recaps immediately almost as the game is ending he's got a full recap and like his channels and videos have been taken down constantly but i don't think that's an nba thing that's been more of like this TV rights holder is, is mad at him anything. So yeah, like that, that being so open is man. It's just like, it allows you to experiment with so many different things and, and to experiment with how many different angles you want to, you want to cover the league. And it's, it's just huge.
0: I think when you were at, um, BWB six, six or seven, six. Um, so it was you Ed, the sports fan who we had on a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Lang, we had Lang on, uh, and then Andrew, speaking of Andrew and, and, tchotchkes and what have you do you still have your hot sauce
2: i do your sauce it's
0: it's in the other room i think but i still
2: have my sauce castillo yeah yeah
0: i think i think i have it on that shelf back there still um but it was about like you know i think it was about this about the nba connecting sort of in the modern era um kind of what's next Do you see um you know anything going forward i mean god kyle we've we've touched based on like nfts types things and 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 what have you but um you know what what do you see what's next for the league whether from a um you know from a fan perspective or you know from a media perspective i think um
2: i don't know how how likely this is i know from my personal the way i want to cover this stuff like i just i feel like sports have become so angry in sports discussions have become so angry and so I've I've definitely over the last couple of years tried to just focus on like man this shit's fun <laughs> like this guy getting dunked on is fun this guy hitting that shot is fun like this guy yeah. taking that bad shot to try to win the game that's fun like that's what you do in your in your driveway is your countdown right like that this like this guy that's passing up a
0: dunk uh, <laughs> on top of <laughs> Trey Young. not yeah, to, to not pass
2: into a guy for double right. coverage. Well, it was fun for non-Sixers fans. I had a lot of fun with that, but um, but I can understand why a Sixers fan may hate that moment. Uh to be I, fair, I do know, I just want to Sixers. capture the
1: moment you're sitting here telling a Sixers a Philly sports fan sports have gotten too angry. I feel yeah. like this is almost an intervention <laughs> yeah. right now. Um, really. Yeah,
2: just, Don, this is just for you. Uh this right. one, um <laughs> no, but like to me, I think. I think there's a way to connect with fans that kind of remind everybody this this is fun. And I do think the league is going to have to get to that because there's been such an up and downs thing with ratings. There's such a trying to figure out how to get young people to watch games, right? Because I that's that's going to be the key. And so maybe some of that is the NFT stuff. Maybe some of that is um, you know, creating a celebration of the game to get people excited about it. But the NBA, I think, is going to have to move towards that in some way, just because you don't want to become baseball. Uh, you don't want I, to have a lack of young viewers.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it's a really good point, and and it's it's you know it's always hard to measure some of these things, short term, long term, and we love to look at ratings, which especially right. with younger fans is like the one of the weaker signals at this point to really tell you how younger fans are connecting the game, especially. Right. I'm curious, long term, if you look at this postseason, you alluded to it, right? Like, what was the stat that first time in 20 years that we won't have either a Heat, Spurs, Warriors or Lakers presence in in the finals? Yeah. Um, And LeBron, obviously, all these long term. How great is this postseason in terms of like building that next generation of stars in terms of, you know, you look at. I just keep thinking now back to the like post Jordan era and what's coming post LeBron, which will be right new. I don't know that it'll be exactly, but it'll be new. It's just the Jordan never missed the playoffs in those final three, like he never gave you a chance to like fall in love with Iverson. Right. He didn't make room <laughs> for Iverson until you <laughs> know was, it wasn't. And and you know, I don't know. I'm what do you think around like the lasting impact of this? Weird playoff run that's clearly a byproduct of a weird season and a post COVID thing. And like, does it lay the groundwork for a whole new thing? I mean, was it, you know,
2: I think it does. Cause if you think about like the post Jordan era, it was all right, is Alan Iverson, is Grant Hill, is Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, Vince Carter, you know, eventually Tracy McGrady, like which of these guys is next? Right. And so as LeBron probably on his way out in the next five years or maybe he'll play forever, who knows? Um, but as, as he, finds his way out and he's been such a ratings, you know, just bonanza no matter what. And and unfortunately ratings still matter because that's how we're doing TV contracts, which is just stupid um, because the rating system is already an archaic, outdated, like kind of, I don't know, sociologically like biased, um, <laughs> you know, way of measuring things uh, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be used. But as we, as we try to transition into that stuff, like celebrating, the game, creating new stars, you know, Devin Booker, Trey Young, Giannis, um, you know, even Paul George and Kawhi to a certain extent, like it, all these young guys having this opportunity to show out, Luca, all, all these guys, like it's it's been huge for the league and now they have to address, like we know we have the names and we know we have the talents and basketball has never been more talented than than it is now just in terms of pure skill, but creating a way to to emphasize that skill without hurting the league and that's style of play right that's the key and so i think the nba does this stuff where they're like hey we're gonna have an emphasis on this like no more flopping we're gonna find you and suspend you if you flop and it works for a year and then they they lose interest in keeping track of this stuff right and we've had a lot of these like emphasis from the nba to or they
1: overcorrect and you get a whole new set of run exactly second order consequences so so i like as much as i love the game and i
2: this is the most fun i've had watching and appreciating basketball. um, There is a problem with like the style of play. There's a problem with the way things are going with like foul hunting and all that stuff. And so they're allegedly, you know, addressing that. And if that, if they stick with that, it will create um, a competitiveness within the game that makes it feel more fair to stopping some of this talent, which will then show the talent even more. So there is like this snowball effect of them trying to change some rules or emphasize some rules and and create a better quality of play and a better style of play and so I think I think that's going to happen and I think that's going to create an even greater platform for these young guys to show out once the older names are kind of off the board but it's something that I don't think it's a given like I, it, it's definitely not a given but it it looks like the NBA has a plan and if they stick with it I think that's going to explode things for this for this next era
1: so so the other another question i have and i you know some of these are sort of business of basketball but 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 you know appreciate you going along for the ride um you know player empowerment whatever we want to call it obviously what we've seen and saw in a very significant way with harden this year and i'm thinking about it specifically you know you you probably we all hear this narrative around like well younger fans they gravitate towards players they're going you know so I'm going to ask the question through the lens of Sacramento and and the, like what does it mean for the future of the league when you know and, and a lot of these cities that that you know how do we, how do you is that part of uh, you know I, I read a, a my my company put together some research that suggests that part of the reason you're losing young fans isn't you're not giving them enough access to these players they love it's that the as we de- as the community connection goes away that's part of everybody's fandom even if you're young you still live in a place right. You know, time online anyways what do you how does this go forward as far as a lot of that and obviously a cba and things that'll be in the mix going forward I, i mean i think part of that is
2: you're right you're losing the community aspect of it um or the traditional community aspect of it but you're in theory creating online communities for this stuff right and that's where like kids are in their phones anyway so i think that there is a way to do it um, to make it work. But like I, you know, I think the NBA has kind of turned into if you're an owner of a team, you're gonna make money no matter what, right? Like eventually you're gonna sell this thing, it's gonna be worth way more than what you bought it for. So so if you do that and you create a winner, if you if you're not an idiot, like you can you can have the best of all worlds with this stuff from a business standpoint, from a competitive standpoint, from product on the floor, from players that you attract. I mean, look at Milwaukee. Milwaukee was a pretty stupid organization for a while. And then they got new owners in there. They got new executives. They they figured out, you know, some of the coaching situation. They kept Giannis. Like, the fact that they kept Giannis on, uh, for that Supermax deal, like, that was not a given. Everyone thought he was gone. Everyone thought he was going to be a free agent this summer. And so, I think Milwaukee is kind of the plan, especially if they win the title this year. Um, here's the blueprint. For how you do this and their community is behind them they're online they've got a lot of support like they've got international support because of yannis and, and some of these guys like i i think the blueprint is there you just can't be donald sterling anymore you can't be a guy who isn't trying and you're just trying to win you know the the profit margins and that's it like if you want to do this you have to do it right and i i think that's good i think it creates you know hey maybe we should run this as a business and a product instead of just a business.
1: What's interesting to me, it feels like the NBA maybe may, you know, certain leagues, MLB feels like one in particular where you have teams that are hey, looking at the numbers like if we can't be great, then it makes more sense to kind of just put right. the minor, you know. Am I wrong or does it feel like a lot of the NBA teams that that it's less that they're not trying hard enough and maybe sometimes the owner, it's the overzealous trying too hard that yeah. is more of the killer in the NBA than, than it is in other leagues?
2: I do not believe in market size, like being a dictator of anything. I mean, when it comes to NBA, I just don't. I believe that ownership is the greatest currency. I mean, we've had the Knicks for 20-ish years under James Dolan and they've been relevant for good reasons twice. Right, like that, and that's because James Dolan, in the biggest market, has run that team like an
1: idiot. And the Bulls, the Bulls have, you know, maybe not been as bad as the Knicks, but still, when Michael Jordan's not involved, like it doesn't look great. Like you know. but the they Cavs print VKings? money. Both those guys print. I mean, of all, those are the top For sure. two that, yeah. Like The financial situation looks better. Yeah. Better and not just good.
0: that. James Dolan has given us some of the
2: greatest Twitter parody accounts that I've seen. Twitter parody. And you know what? That music.
1: Sure. The music may be a little underrated. Like <laughs> JD in <and> the straight <laughs> shot. You know, fix the Knicks. It's kind of a banger. I do actually think there's an innovation <laughs> in creating an environment that like the the tension of walking into a building and knowing that the owner might throw you out of the building is something that that, like in America, there's very few places that you get to experience this sort of palpable energy in 20,000 people throw a fit in a Ralph's
2: grocery store today. And I may not get thrown out of that thing. Right. I'll go viral, but I may not get thrown out. Like it's yeah. Like that's, that's an exciting part of like which fan gets banned from the arena tonight. You
1: know, like you never know.
2: They should really, they
1: should sponsor it. It could be a promotion. Like was it Charles
2: Oakley? Who was it? Was it Charles Oakley? God, Charles Oakley. kicked
1: out yeah which i mean really if if you have the uh, the audacity to throw charles oakley out of somewhere you've you've entered some sort of hall of fame some sort
2: of patrick ewing couldn't get in right it wasn't a knicks game it was a basketball trip but it was his building like he built that thing he or at least he renovated it like that's you know guys man uh I know we again have a hard
0: out, man. Kyle, we got yeah. we got to get the scheduling done. So I, w- I want to try to bring it home so we don't lose you. But uh, all right. So you mentioned you mentioned Booker, you mentioned uh, Giannis, you mentioned um, uh, who else? Kawhi and uh, Trey. So who's, yeah. who's who's? What's your prediction?
2: Who's coming through? I think the Suns will. I think the Suns are going to win it. Um, they just have you know once once Chris Paul gets back in the next like couple of games or whatever that's going to be uh just with no Kawhi I don't think they're going to lose to the Clippers um and I don't think Kawhi's coming back and then after that they've got to beat either the Hawks or the Bucks and I just think they have every single thing you want for a championship team right now Deandre Ayton's playing out of his mind like he neutralized the league MVP which I don't think has gotten enough enough discussion uh, you know on on either side of that and Um they've you know Monty Williams just has something pretty special right now and I think that uh I think they're the team to beat. Yeah, it'd be fun to watch.
0: And then finally, you know, just some vlogs of balls, uh memories, etc. I mean, I remember Vegas. I remember I think we we had a meal together with Kobayashi in New York. We did, yeah. Uh, Um, yeah. So uh, you know, Chicago out in Chicago. So I mean at least three cities. Uh, we've been out there with, but uh, you know, you, you mentioned being shy and I, I you kind of are in, in yeah, person, I, you're, you're a quiet, you're a quiet dude. And now here you are chatting up every day li- on the radio, but
2: uh, yeah. what are some of the memories you got? I like, so I li- I do- I'm a big like people observer, right? So I like just kind of chilling and watching people and observing conversations and then, you know, try to throw a joke in there here and there and maybe surprise some people. But yeah, like I am a, I am a shy person when I'm around people I don't really know and so, like, I remember that that basement bar and the first blocks with balls. I just like I remember Spencer Hall and just the tour de force that he was. I didn't know who he was; like, I had no <laughs> idea. But everyone was treating him like this, like online god. I'm like, who was the who this Spencer Hall? And then after him on stage, I was like, oh, I get it now. Like, I get why everyone's his all white, about the his suits. white suit, and, the white suit, yeah, and the beard and everything. Like, or maybe he didn't have the beard yet, yeah, um, pre beard. And then Vegas. uh... I got to, because of, I think because of you and maybe some other people, I got to hang out with Captain Morgan. Captain, uh, <laughs> Captain Carlton, Morgan. You met Carlton, Net correct? Carlton, yeah. Tried to tried to talk to Carlton later in the Hard Rock Casino as I did not realize he was having an argument with the girl he was with and I got shooed away pretty quickly. Yeah, so that was. Was a, that was a fun moment. Um, and then, uh, you know, it was really cool, like uh, being able to be on a panel in Chicago. Like that yeah. was something for me where I was like, it's funny like the, the i have these little moments where i feel like oh shit I, I like i am making it and that was one of those moments where like oh my god like this kind of feels like i'm making it a little bit where i got to be one of the speakers and um i'll always remember that like that was really so long fun. overdue man that was
0: that was probably about eight years too late so that's on us We uh, I'm, no, gonna, I'm gonna it's, apologize it's, for that no
2: there's no need Like <laughs> i had fun at every single one like watching kobayashi down a, a gallon of milk in like four seconds. That was a moment for me, like all that stuff, man. I've had fun at every single one. Yeah. it's awesome. And, and you know, the basketball community too, has just been so
0: good to us. There's so many of you guys, but every one of you is good. I mean, you mentioned Skeets. We mentioned Lang, you know, our friends at Sacramento and, and yeah. Taz and, um, you know, it, it, but then even guys that haven't like done stuff with us like Henry Abbott and some of the other folks, man, you, you guys are, are like top notch, but also like really good dudes in general. So man, thank you for sticking with us and oh, shit, you know, you're welcome for that. And then, like I said, I do apologize though, but you know, it's fun, man.
2: It, it's hey, been man, a fun run. I've just been happy to be a part of it and be able to observe it. And like you guys help create and put that community together. And I mean, it's part of the reason I'm here. So it's, it's been amazing. Well put your two K hat on and think about like what we can
0: what we can do because 'cause we're still trying to we, we we thought we'd have some good stuff and then twenty twenty hit and we're
2: we're back at ground zero. So oh, man, I think we just go and <laughs> Texas be Texas and we just have the biggest blogs all blow blowout and uh, I don't think I've ever I've never been to Austin, so let's go do do something. Uh, uh, Austin's awesome.
1: a good town to host an event. I, I that, just mentioned right that to here.
0: Kyle this week. I said we're gonna have to do something around
1: the uh, around one of the matches. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see if we can yeah. Yeah, we got all sorts of stuff. We'll, we'll get our minister of culture on it down here. There you go. All right, well, Kyle's got work to do.
0: Zach's got research to do for tomorrow's show. So I do. With that, I'm Tom Povey, and that is Kyle Bunch. That is Zach Harper. Find him Talk Hoops. Uh, don't go to talkhoops.net, though, because you're not no. going to find what you're looking I for. Like it's some nice earrings.
2: Who knows, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Until next week, this is the OGs. We'll see you.